Dude, Malthel is a serious mother scratcher, that guy. He is into it, in it to win it, and I played that one today because I've been playing a lot of Diablo for no good reason I can explain. And uh been spending a little time killing him on various occasions. Uh, welcome to CORE, everybody. This is the Heroes of the Storm podcast with me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger. We're all here, <clears throat> ready to roll, ready to rock, and lots of things to talk about. Although we come to today's episode with a little apprehension, or at least I do. And that apprehension is based on my uh, lack of hearing anything thus far about the 2019 intentions of HGC. Uh, that is to say, the professional uh, esports league that we have all come to love surrounding Heroes of the Storm. It's a little odd not to have any news, any kind of comment from Blizzard, any kind of anything from anybody. And apparently, I wasn't the only one wondering uh, what was going on with that. Uh, there have been numerous people talking about it of some uh, renown, and some are spelling doom for the league, and others are saying, no, they're just maybe they're retooling it. And they're not ready to talk about it. I'm curious what you guys think, because I think it's a little weird that they're all so quiet about it. Bo, do you do you think this bodes poorly for Heroes, or for at the very least HGC, or do you think changes are happening, or what do you make of it? Um, I mean, definitely when you withhold information that's usually available, it's reason to have anxiety, to feel anxiety about it. Yeah. And that's when conjecture starts, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So I think we just wait and see what's being said first. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's my sense is that it, my understanding is, and I, I do have a limited understanding of it, is that by now we'd probably start hearing information. Professional players would start hearing information. Apparently they have not mm. about what's to come for the next year. And that's these a lot of livelihoods are on the line in for this. In addition, you know, we want to know what's happening to our favorite esport. Uh, so we're starting to get a little antsy. And for us as fans, it's pretty easy to be like, "Well, let's just be patient." But for some people, there it does seem to be a sense in the community that it's taken a little long. You think? Uh, I mean, my my current. To just get it confirmed. Sure, you know, like, sure. Yep, coming details to follow. My, my prediction is, and I kind of wish they would say as much, but my prediction currently is that it's not going anywhere. It's just probably going through some tweaks and then we'll get announced like normal, but maybe those tweaks, tweaks aren't finished. Um, they probably should, if they haven't, got, get out in front of it and talk to the teams and let them know what they're, what they're doing or why the delay in the conversation because um, you normally would know by now. And... Uh, I, I'm not willing to go as far as say, well, it's because nobody, it's not what people aren't watching it enough, or it's not getting enough uh, attention, or the game's struggling with this or that, or the money's not there, or whatever. I don't, I, I'm not ready to go there yet because I don't. Uh, my impression from uh, BlizzCon, and again, this could be all just you know f me being a fan, but I I got the feeling that things were really full steam ahead on, on Heroes and they're committed and, and all things are well. So I'm not really w willing to go that far. John, I wonder if you have any an opinion on this and do you think this silence speaks volumes or is it just silence? I think it's probably mostly just silence. I mean, I think it probably indicates that there are some changes, be they you know very small or big coming. Um, but I mean, it, it goes back to what we heard before with the... Um, when they had no new merch and everybody was like, ah, it's dead game. They don't have any new merch in the store. Yeah. Uh, dead game, everybody dead game. And <laughs> now they've got new merch in the store because right. it just turns out there was a period of time where 
there wasn't new merch in the store. Yeah, and I think I, that was that yeah. was all it was to it. But I think to me, when I look at this, I'm kind of like, eh, it's fine. It'll be what it is. But I think Bo really nailed it for the part that I do think is unfortunate is you've got a lot of people uh, in the form of the players and the teams sitting around on this holiday break going, well, what am I doing next year? Do mm. I have to go find a job? Do I have to start learning to play a different game if I want to keep doing esports? What am I doing? Right. Well, so, and I think so he, leaving people in a lurch, that part's the unfortunate part. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's an important feature. And I mean, I just looked this up now. I should have looked it up earlier. But um, HGC does have a minimum salary. It does pay its players. And this is an important thing, I think, to help fuel the esport, I mean, the idea is we're going to support support the the scene and the professional sports league with the idea that process, you know, this will become popular and that more money would fall in. I don't think this was ever the long term goal for them to just pay the players directly. Now, I was looking up Overwatch League and the teams that they're signed to pay them. I don't believe Blizzard pays them. It's fifty thousand a year, I think, too, compared to. Well, twenty k. Well, the part, heroes. the part of the, the way it works with Overwatch League, as far as I'm, as far as I know, is they also have minimum payments. Like, there, you, you absolutely get a minimum wage, not minimum wage, but you know what I mean. Like, you get paid to be on the team, but it's yeah. all part of having a franchise. Is you are an owner who commits to have to adhere to the structure that pays the players. Yeah, like it's kind of the same thing, except the the onus has sort of shifted to you know the thirty million dollar ponying up parties who who have purchased teams. Whereas HTC is more, uh, you know, kind of groundswell, grow the league themselves. It's, well, but it's Blizzard paying, like right. it's directly coming out of Blizzard coffers versus versus a any partnership with team ownership, as right. far as I can tell. Right. So a big thing, so sort of linked to this is there was another article that I, I had linked in our in our show notes about where hero sits in relative esports popularity right now. Mm -hmm. And um, for those listening, this is on uh, a site called esports observer and it measures using six key performance indicators, the impact uh, various games has now positively heroes is on the list for the first three quarters of 2018, mm -hmm. but it's pretty low down yeah, and it's significantly. So on this list of top 15 games, um, had a performance spike in Q2, but it sits in the area where games like non-esports games, because of the way the, the measuring goes, like Grand Theft Auto sit. It's lower than Rocket League and StarCraft right. after two of the quarters. It's in a place where I don't think those particular games have companies that pay four different leagues and four different regions' uh, salaries. Mm -hmm. and And I think... I think the concern comes when we don't hear news is like, mm, is this going to, is this a, is this the kind of esport that we're going to see continued salary support for professional play here? Like if it's, right. you know, I think that's the two articles that, that we, that we've looked at. Um, that's where that sort of intersection comes is like, this is a pretty generous uh, support package from Blizzard to support Heroes of the Storm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think any other game at this level gets that. And, it's done because it's Blizzard. There have also been some rumors flying around too, and, and a emphasis on rumor that there are, you know, some some budget cuts and restructuring and things happening at Blizzard to sort of get their house back in order financially. Yeah. I don't know if that it's hearsay for sure, but I don't know how much that affects HGC. But certainly, they're 
fourth or fifth tier esports game uh having such a generous support system for its players seems like <laughs> you know I, there's a lot of anxiety i would be worried if i was a player that this was coming to an end this year if i didn't hear some confirmation. well i mean <clears throat> what we're dealing with here is we're we're looking at a, a um a game where they tried to go from zero to 60 in a very complicated and already competitive market with league having such a stranglehold on it dota 2 taking its its chunk as well and then blizzard being a little bit late to uh, quite literally late to the game that in essence their own game inspired and created and they were so late to it we've talked about this a million times it's such a it's, it's like like this weird tragedy in video games which you can probably blame world of warcraft for because that thing just got in the way and became the thing they focused on and that's all they did um, i think in a different world or a different time they probably would have harnessed this much earlier but anyway uh, it appears league is still killing it across the board on that all those indices that you just showed on that link uh, so MOBAs in a relatively healthy space, whether they peaked or not, I don't, I don't know if that data indicates that, but it's a, it's in a sort of a strong first place, at least in the initial data, um, which shows that MOBAs have, have legs and everything, but you're right. Like there's no way that Blizzard can, if, if Blizzard Activision is looking at their overall position in the market, which slipped a couple slots this year overall in terms of publishers, we were looking at some data this morning on TMS, funny enough. Um, they are not where they want to be. It's kind of a bit of a dip. Uh, Fortnite came in and made Overwatch get out of the way for a bit. So they've got to do some things there. Like they, there's kind of a, an across the board, I think, evaluation happening from the top down right now. I think part of, uh, if you believe the rumors, part of the reason Mike Morheim left is he wasn't happy with the corporatization of things. He wasn't happy with reducing... Um, uh, putting things on a hiring freeze, uh, rumors that they were talking about taking away some profit sharing from employees on the lower levels. He does not sit well with him. Um, it may be that those are important from a purely corporate sort of robotic level, but Mike was always a guy that really cared about the people that worked for him and would kind of, you know, fudge in any direction he could to support that before he would support the bottom line. So, <clears throat> it's it's entirely possible that's why he left maybe he just left because he was tired I don't know but I think that's put them in a position where they're having to reassess a lot of things and it isn't just one game it's not just them going well the weak link here is, is Heroes of the Storm they kind of have got a weak link across the board right now they're having they're having a dip with, with World of Warcraft they're struggling there with just retention and getting a new patch out that will hopefully refresh things and expansion hasn't been this end all be all thing everybody had hoped it had been it's not performing like Legion did so there's one arm of it, Overwatch, suffering from new players not happening and other shooters cutting into its base, and it's not doing things to really curb that, in my opinion. They're not really innovating past, here's the team shooter, go play. Here's a few new characters, here's a new map. They really aren't doing much beyond that. So they have to think about that. Hearthstone's in the same boat. Things have peaked and kind of petered for that. Like, they're just in a weird space across the board. StarCraft's not what it used to be. Diablo is in all sorts of political flux across the company and player base. It's kind of the weirdest position I've seen Blizzard in in a while. And so as it pertains to heroes, what I hope doesn't happen is all of those other weak points and dips, which I 100% believe are all just temporary. I, I just don't want, I don't want heroes, which is, a, which is playing so well and is, feels like such a healthy game right now. I don't want it to be uh, picked apart or, or, or treated poorly or stepchilded into the corner 
while other stuff gets focused on. And that's probably not how it works. They have multiple teams. They have a lot of stuff going on, and they have a lot of money in the bank. And they're still strong, you know, in, in, in many ways. But but just to sort of put a cap on your point, things are different at Blizzard right now. They just straight up are. And they've and they've been leading to that for a couple of years. And now they're in this place where they've got to make a bunch of decisions. They have a new CEO. They've had a shakeup at the top. They've got they've got to figure out what their path forward is. Uh, perhaps get a little more agile. They're dipping their foot in mobile in a major way, uh, which they hope will take them places. In some ways, that contradicts their PC heritage, which a lot of people are frustrated with. So they're just in a really weird place. And I I don't think that says whether or not HTC is coming back with a roaring comeback or not, or whether they're delayed for any other reason. I just don't want heroes, which feels like they've just worked so hard on and have have really been true to the game. I, I don't want it to get uh, a, a big dent in it as these uh, these others' cars are trying to find the parking spots, for lack of a better metaphor. If that yeah. makes sense. And yeah. and yeah, and I think we were used to feeling that way a little bit because this isn't the first time that you know we've had these conversations about. You know, we're not, <laughs> we were, we were always the pick kind of, we kind of feel sometimes I think culturally that we're like the pick last kid mm-hmm. <laughs> in sports in gym class. Uh, even though we're not, I mean, I think the game right now is in full blossom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're missing, we're missing some, some clout, honestly. Like I think I, it's keeping it specific to heroes. You know, there's a, there's a lot that, the Blizzard and the development team behind Heroes has done to support the game game and try and give it every opportunity it can to vault to the forefront, but it's missing that that clout, right? It's always it's it's always feels like it's fighting an uphill battle versus all this other stuff. So yeah, I don't know how, how long it goes on until you know Blizzard decides that well, I mean Blizzard games will always will run. You know, they they'll the heroes will always be around. People will always be working at it on it in some capacity, but you know, it's. Uh, I want people to play the game. You know, yeah. and and I don't think by any means this this is not us saying dead game, right? But it is it, with as you so articulated so well. The company's in a state of flux now, and everyone who has a stake in the game is feeling a little anxious. As someone who plays all the time, mm-hmm. sometimes it does come up that like, you know, Wildstar closed today, and I'm just like. I don't know. I just feel like if I played Wildstar a lot, I feel really bad yeah. about spending all the time playing a game that is closed down. Yeah. Like I, I, there's few like when I leave a game and then I find out it closes down, then like it's less bad. But when I'm still playing the game and then it just sort of closes down, I feel like I don't know what I expect to get from gaming, but it just still like feels bad. Like mm-hmm. these games demand you invest your time and then they just disappear. And mm-hmm. like those feelings of anxiety are present in heroes. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's definitely that that feeling. Um, and I'm I'm not feeling that way. Like I say, it's the one game in Blizzard's roster that I don't feel that way about right now. Um, I know maybe it's not hit the goals they want it to hit, but that's that's maybe a slow and steady and get to where you want to get and let it have its own niche. But but overall, it's not like anybody is sitting around complaining to high heaven about heroes being broken or blah blah, blah all this other stuff. There's this other factor that I think is a key factor in all of this. And the problem is it goes against the fluidity of current game releases and how quickly stuff is hitting and happening and doing things. Blizzard's still very slow. They want to work it out. They want to polish it up. They want to make sure the fun is there. They'll cancel it if they don't like it. Like, they've got this old way of doing it. And that may win out in the long run. I kind of hope it does because I I think there's value in it. Um, But 
their best te- design talent at Blizzard across the board, they're all working on secret projects now. They've all been yeah. lifted out of existing teams and put into a thing nobody knows about except them internally. And they're working on stuff nobody has any idea about. Nothing's been announced. We have zero concept of what Corey Stockton's doing, what any of the former big names that were on other projects are doing. Um, like your most talented director slash designer, the only one that's still public facing is Jeff Kaplan. And if you remember back when Titan was being worked on, he disappeared forever. He came out with like a yeah beard that rivaled all beards, like looked like he'd been kept in a cave working on a thing, which he kind of was. So that's he gives a Sam squanch, a skunk ape. And ba- basically he's he he what he was then all their top designers are now. And it's frustrating because it feels like again, may not actually be. But it feels like some of their best minds are being trapped in a, in a room somewhere and, and we can't do anything about it. So that adds to this anxiety. It's just a weird it's just a weird thing. But on the other hand, part of the problem is that Blizzard has fans that are very passionate. We're super jazzed and stoked and we're very un, uh, upset when something doesn't go our way. And we're just it's so much more of a personal relationship. You know, it's just a flesh on flesh kind of relationship with this company. That you just don't have with other companies. I don't have that kind of connection with EA or anybody else like that. We've had them before with other companies who've come and gone. Like I felt that way about Bioware. I don't anymore because they've kind of been watered down and destroyed. Um, and nobody wants to see Blizzard do that. Nobody wants to see Blizzard fall into that trap or to see Activision pull them there. If you're to believe such things, like it's just complicated. And I'm, like I say, optimistic about the future of all of it. I just don't want heroes to get dinged in the process because it's low hanging fruit. Because I love this game and I like where it's going. Well, I mean, uh, the Blizzard has the track, uh, you know, uh, track record of keeping their games alive for a long time. So if there's one thing we can remain confident in is that servers will stay up. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, if they, if we have anything that Blizzard has shown over the years, it's that I can still go play. I mean, isn't there some kind of battle net involved with Diablo 2? I mean, we're going to be able to play WoW Classics. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Diablo 2 might still have an online service, maybe. I think it does. I know they patch you can it. Buy, so. if you can, I think anything you can buy from the client, the, the battle net client, mm-hmm. has, is fully featured. So, yeah. StarCraft Remastered has on. Like, they'll st- it'll keep running. It's not that. It's just there's, I don't know. Right. There, there's a part of me that wants heroes to be the big boy in the room and show League how it's done and show Dota how it's done. Yeah. I just want that for my game. I do too. I mean, League, whatever. Well done, guys. You got a huge player base, got tons of Chinese money. Like, well done. Good job, Riot. Like, all that. But uh, it just feels like it got taken off the table at at someone else's house. (laughs) You know, so sometimes I I think what what really needs to change for that to happen now that we've had three years to think about it, but I've been thinking about it more and more is the thing I keep hearing is that the skill expression between the two like a lot of people actually come to play heroes and it they're quite satisfied with their experience but they don't stay mm. and and i wonder if heroes in the name of being a 20 minute per match game in the name of being accessible and in it did what it had to do to be unique in the space mm-hmm. they did a lot of uh we're not this rather than and we are this compared to overwatch right so you know, share it. We take away personal experience. We have team experience. We take away a single map that you can perfect. We give you more maps. We take away um, 
we take away item shops. Now we give you your talents. There was always a sense of we're distinguishing ourselves by what we're not. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like if you look at Overwatch, which had tremendous success, even if it's in kind of a weird spot right now, it's still very popular. Oh yeah. It's huge. Um, very, I mean, they have franchise teams. Uh, it was always, this is team fortress and we have MOBA abilities mm-hmm. and hero. Like we have, we, we have fun gameplay smooth and play the game like i just feel like they've added a lot to what they were the the genre they were riffing on and heroes is very much a regressive we're refining the moba genre in our view but everything feels like they're taking away things that are already expounded upon in the other games Mm -hmm. and i I really feel like there's an opportunity for you know heroes if it's to have a bigger future because i think it's in full bloom right now is to add something compelling for players looking for skill expression that the other games don't offer that makes them go, man, Dota's tough to play, but heroes, have you played that? Yeah. That's a fun challenge. And I don't know what that is, but well, I have a, I have a little personal uh, anecdote to mention that I had happened yesterday. So I was at the <laughs> university of Utah. They have a big video game department where you can actually major and get a degree in game design, uh, all kinds of game related uh, work up there. It's awesome. It's t- totally cool. And they invited me up there to talk about, building a uh, a career around video games, not necessarily just making them. They have plenty of people talking to them about making them. They want to know about, hey, what uh, podcasting and you know all this. So I went up there to do it, did a big hour and a half thing on a stage. 100 and something, 50, maybe 125 students, something like that. I can't remember how many total it was, but it was enough. It was a number of kids in there. And they all had these questions. They were all very intelligent and smart. And at one point I pointed out that Core was this Heroes of the Storm podcast. And I had two people in the back go, whoa! Core and they were already listening to Core. I thought nice. that was, that's exciting. And Hi then, you guys, thanks and then, for listening. And then later on, I had some people come up to the front to ask questions after uh, we were done. Shook their hands, said their name, all that, and they said, "Uh, uh, so what do? You, why do you like Heroes? I said, oh, I really like it. Was, oh, but League is so much better." And I said, "Well, have you have you played Heroes? Well, no, I'm not going to play that baby MOBA. I mean, they, that's the word out of their mouth." We still have that to fight with this perception that has nothing to do with their actual play experience. And that's coming from some 21 year old who's, you know, in college and has a lot of time to waste playing a video game. And so, so we're missing out on a lot of those folks because they have this perception from their high horse, which is a very high horse. They've earned their highness of their horse, uh, looking down going, whatever, don't come near us. We're the, we're the adult game. And they don't actually know because they haven't actually played it. It's just from their friends on Reddit or wherever they're getting their information. So there's that. But then I had some people come up. Yes, they do have scholarships up there, uh, Wiki Kitten. Anyway, some some else came up and says, "Hey, what's the hero show? Because I really love heroes. I'd love to hit, listen to the show." And I was like, oh, "All right, now here we go. Here's somebody who's gonna, you know, he's playing the game and wants to get a little more information." So I gave him the URL and told him where to get it. And that he may even be in here tonight. He said he might check out the chat room. I don't know. But the point is. As usual, there's plenty of positivity around the game, even in these small anecdotal ways. But then there's that one perception that just will not freaking leave. And it's based on nothing. It's just based on, I don't know what it's based on. I don't actually understand the thinking of it. I understand if you play it and you don't like it, that's different. But people who don't play it and say it's terrible, I don't know what you're doing. Like, what are you saying to me? You know? Well, I would say, like, like having heard that for so long, like, there's definitely a lot of people that just mimic what they hear this is like you know like if everyone trends one way you just kind of say thinking you know what you're talking about but really you're at the mercy of your cultural influences Mm -hmm. 
your favorite streamer says it, so now you think it, or whoever. But, but I, I, you know, there was very pronounced um, definition of the game as streamlining things to make it a better team experience. Like, things being removed that are part of these other MOBAs is very much a defining factor for heroes. And I think it's the play they had to make to stand out in the space. I'm not faulting heroes for doing that. It's not a criticism, but it's the criticism that they have. I think at some point, uh, you know, even if it's uncomfortable here or we don't really agree with it, I think those players, what if I'm interpreting what they're saying and trying to take my bias out of it, they're saying that the game is not offering enough that the other games do offer. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's bias on their part because they're invested in it. But if I wanted to pull people away from those games, I'd have to give them something cooler than what they're already doing. Yeah. And figuring that out is the challenge. But I Heroes mean, doesn't they, have it. it they doesn't said have the it. same thing about uh, World of Warcraft. It was the baby MMO. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Care Bear MMO is what people used to like to say about World of Warcraft back in the day. Because... It didn't do all the hardcore stuff that EverQuest did. But what happened? EverQuest split its player base by doing a direct sequel. Yeah. The direct sequel was not as good as the original. And here was Blizzard saying, hey, babyish or not, you know, softened up or not, this is a full experience you're really going to enjoy. And people came to it and tried it and did. And I think that kind of goes with what Bo's saying, which is, there needs to be that thing that drives well, them not, there. Whether that's, not that's working here, no. Whether that's league making a bad decision that drives people away, or heroes offering something that pulls people away. Yeah, I think if even if EverQuest was running smoothly, WoW still would have pulled them away. WoW yeah. offered more. It was they didn't say here's EverQuest, but we've simplified it to streamline a better game experience, which again was the defining function of heroes. I get the analogy you're trying to make, but. I, I think if that were true, it would work, and Heroes would have pulled a lot of players from these games. Well, yes, but I also think we're living in a different time. Uh, 2004 was a very different time, and I think that sure. the yeah. MMO wars, given the environment, were different, and you also didn't have the ever-present factor of you know somebody with a billion views on Twitch every day pushing you toward a thing, and then and everyone being self-validated that I'm playing the game I should be playing because my favorite streamer who I worship says I should. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just a different environment. So I don't, I don't know. Like it's, this is a hard one. I think Blizzard was betting on what John's saying. I think they were betting on this idea that, well, we're Blizzard. So we know how to really go down the, the tube and make it so that everybody wants to play our game, not just uh, a faction of players. And they just haven't quite gotten there. Or maybe this just takes longer or a bunch of other factors. What I would really like to have happen, even if it meant Blizzard just could never find a, a, a better place than, than this in terms of overall popularity, I'm totally fine with that. It's a big player base. People are playing all the time. I get in matches no time. It's great. Everything's good. If that's where it was stuck, what I really wish for then is for all other aspects of Blizzard, all their other projects, to do really well so that they can continue... <laughs> To fund fund heroes as needed because I want it to stay and I want it to be cool and I want all of that stuff. Now, if all they do is just poke at it once in a while and add a new hero once a year and barely do anything with it, well, then that probably is a sign of something. But but I, I, I just want very, very badly for the game to stay healthy. And I guess I keep making that point in various ways. But 
I mean, part of it, part of it is again, you know, as as we meet every week, we talk about the game. It's important to us the health of the game because if this game becomes a game that I play once or twice a week with friends and it's just like something in my retinue, it fills out a very different space for us, you know, in terms of what we're doing. Um, so it does matter, you know, that the game holds an important spot in the zeitgeist, even if it, in its low moments and its high moments. And I guess what I'm wishing for it is for. Like I'd like, ideally, I'd like what I'd like the development team or Blizzard to look at their heroes' property and say there's a ton of potential here. We can beat Dota 2 and League of Legends at their own game. What do we need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. That's like option A, which is the option I'd like to take. Option B is, well, we're not doing too so great in it, so we'll keep the servers live and say positive things about the game and focus on new projects. Right. Would... The option I do not prefer. Yeah. No and the option that... that uh closes the fate potentially on this show you know and and and, uh, that's my concern Mm -hmm. so i would like i am always hoping i'm like so sometimes i feel like you know john said yeah we get content drops we do but um the roadmap uh, over the years at blizzcon even though it's been positive has gotten sort of less and less detailed overall Mm. um and I keep sort of hoping that we hear, you know, big plans for the future of the game. Because the game's just starting. Yep. In a way, you can look at Heroes and say, this thing's just start. We're just getting this off the ground. Yeah, just getting there. Now that we've got, we've got, we're in full bloom. We have a big hero roster, big map pool. We're still, you know, considered a baby MOBA. We're still not getting the views and hype that we feel a MOBA should be getting. Let's double down and get it there. Yeah. And um, that's like, my hope for the game. We're like I don't, think, 20, I don't think we've seen that yet. Right. We're like League 2010, 2011 is how it feels in terms of where they were at. Like, they weren't the knock the world over on its butt, change the whole scene company or, you know, game that they are now. So maybe that's all yeah. this is. Like, we're impatient because we want, and so is Blizzard. They want it fast. They want to be able to just take that market share and, and whatever. And uh, somebody keeps saying in the chat, uh, there are a couple of times they've mentioned it. Do we even care about the esports at this point? Yes. I, I mean, I do because I think it's fun to watch and I'm into it. But you, you not watching it doesn't mean it isn't important. The fact that you're playing baseball and basketball and football, even if you never watch it on TV, but you play it with your friends, has to do with its cultural impact. Uh, to you so there are people who watch it and that means you're playing it and and it is important it is important for the health of the game these games don't run for free it's not chess i don't think a lot of people make a ton of money at chess and chess is super healthy but you don't really think about it unless you go looking for it (laughs) as as my recent youtube searches have Oh yeah, you went down. Do you want to tell everybody about this? What's your deal with chess lately? You really got super bad at. I'm super bad at chess. I am. I'm bad at it too, but I like it. I've always. I I put the level one bot on LeeChess.org, a free site. It's a plug, I guess. But if you want to play chess, it's free. It's got a bot. I get beat by the level one bot. I can't win. I can't beat it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't win. It's hard. It's a hard game. But I really enjoy. I really enjoy the strategy, and mainly what I'm doing is mining chess for its applicable teachings and learnings to playing heroes because mm-hmm. i find there are similarities not in specific strategies because they're very different games but in 
there's a lot of deep thought that has gone on chess over centuries, I suppose. And sure. it's sort of fascinating to think about those things as they apply to a MOBA. Next time we're all together, let's have some chess. Let's play some chess. Because I'm not great either, but I love playing it. And I know all the rules. <laughs> we'll, we're both just lose. We'll like yeah. check each <laughs> checkmate each other. So here's the problem I had growing up. I've told this story on other shows, so maybe people have heard this. I don't know. But when I was... Um, uh, when I was uh, younger, my brother Matt, my Korean brother Matt, not that it matters that he's Korean, but just remember he didn't have a lot of English skills and stuff when he was younger because we he, had, he was adopted when he was ten. So that has that plays a role into this. But he had a woodshop class, and in woodshop he made a chessboard. That was one of the options you could make, which is pretty cool, right? Brought this yeah. chessboard home. I was like, I don't know what I was. This is junior high, so I'd have been like nine or something, ten when he brought that home. And I never really played chess much before that, but he brought this home and I was like, oh, this is now a chance to really play on a cool board. We got the pieces for it and everything. And we played a ton of chess on this board. And it was forever until I realized he had made an extra row by accident. <laughs> so, so the board's like long ways and has an extra row going one direction, not the other. So you have enough spots, you know, if you're, you're playing it against each other, you're, it's not like you have an extra row of of uh, empty character spaces it's all filled it's just there's now an extra row to get to the other side and that's not how to learn playing chess because now you're playing on a board that's actually not standard like there's no, <laughs> no. it's terrible so i learned chess and i got pretty good at matt's chess board but anytime i'd play anybody on a real one i just get clobbered because none of my strategies would work i was missing a whole space so anyway it's one of those things <laughs> that's a funny story yeah uh, pretty lame one of my favorite stories there there's a funny thing that runs counter to our strategy game conversation, though. Uh, MOBAs are constantly changed up and improved upon. Uh, but yet, anytime you make a game that varies with the rule of chess, I don't think they're exactly popular. You know, like they're kind of neat diversions, but for the most part, chess is chess. And I almost start to think, like, hmm, is there a pure MOBA? Right. You know, and would the people play it? Is Heroes the pure MOBA? But, you know, right. we like the lights and sizzle of a of our flashy league games instead of heroes. Yeah. And heroes is the true MOBA, the true MOBA form. So John, I know you'd cough a lot if you talked more today. And so we were, so you've been having a bit of a break here, but any, any final thoughts on this before we uh, move on? I want to make sure you had a chance to. No, I just think, uh, you know, to answer the question of why esports is important is it just goes back to the other thing. Everything, everything is perception. We have a weird thing with this game where you didn't, have the right merch in the store they haven't talked about hgc enough they didn't announce a new hero of the week i thought they were going to announce the new hero let's assume that this is the end of times mm -hmm. uh it comes up a lot and whether you watch esports or not if they were to say pull the plug or significantly roll back hgc that's a perception issue mm-hmm it doesn't directly affect how fun the game is. We will all still probably play it just as much as we were. But when you're trying to tell people, no, come here, join this game. It's great. Join it. And the news stories that are coming out about it is, yeah, they're done with HGC. It wasn't profitable. That's a hard sell to new players. Mm -hmm. um, by all accounts, it's already a hard sell. We've had... League of Legends pro streamers come and play Heroes and say, I prefer Heroes, but the audience isn't here. I have to go back to League. And even with that kind of endorsement, we've had trouble getting people here. So I think sending the wrong message 
is very important. And that's why, even if you don't care one bit about esports, the messaging around it could still be very important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It signals a healthy environment. All right, let's talk about some cool stuff that's happening in the game. Today! Call of the Nexus is live today with today's patch. Oh, yeah. Hey, your phone is ringing, Scott. Oh, is it? You gonna answer it? Is my phone really ringing? Yeah, it's ringing. I don't hear anything. Answer it. Wait, is it really ringing? Oh, you're mean. What are you doing? Answer, answer, answer your phone. My phone's just sitting here. Oh, I got to put text. it up to your head. I got to put it up to your head. What? Why? Put your phone up to your head. What's gonna happen? This is the Nexus. I'm calling <laughs> you to tell you that I'm here. <laughs> Open the door. Oh my lord, we went a long way down the road for that. You, you took terrible advantage of your friend, and I hope you feel that. I was improving. I thought he was improving too. I couldn't tell. No, that's fine. Call of the Nexus. I see what you did there. Now I see what you did. It took me honestly. It took me until right to the end to realize what you were doing. But okay, I, I enjoyed good. it. I enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, it's live. It's live today. Uh, players who queue for quick match games, this is the quote from them, uh, using roles that are not in short supply will receive 50% bonus experience for being team players. Uh, just look for the call of the Nexus bonus experience indicator located above each hero when viewing the hero selection screen. We'll try a bit of this tonight, see what we get. Uh, quick match will now prioritize creating teams with at least one warrior support and ranged assassin. This is stuff they all talked at, at uh, BlizzCon at length, so I'm glad to be uh, seeing it. We'll enforce this rule for players queuing as parties of three or more as follows. So parties of three must have at least one of the required hero categories uh, selected to queue. Parties of four must have at least two of the required hero categories selected to queue. And parties of five are exempt from the rule. So it won't really affect us, I guess. No. But I still want to see the selection thing and the bonus stuff. I'm interested in that. Anyway, other goodies with the new patch. Uh, you got Kevin the announcer. He's all up in it. Uh, Janitor Leoric. I've seen people streaming today trying to get that skin. Bodhi still have a huge cache of boxes you haven't opened? Um, well, they've all gotten opened, so I'm not playing Loot Box Tycoon anymore, but I have <laughs> 8,000 shards. Yeah. So and, you just buy um, it. You just get it. Yeah, I just I bought one tent. The tent, it was at 2400 which I usually don't like spending unless I know it's going away. Yeah. But I was like, Janitor Leoric's worth it. So yeah, I got a I got a bar of soap, and um, Janitor Leoric. Nice. And the, the Kevin announcer is only three thousand gold. Oh, geez, really? I'm not sure how he feels about being the least expensive item I think ever. Well, he's such an inside <laughs> joke, right? Like, he's such an inside joke for players that if you are if you come to the game new, you don't even know who that is. He's like, I really want honestly, to have it. he should be the default just to keep everybody real positive. <laughs> I see. I like it. He's that dude is oozing positivity. It's a good announcer. I'm not gonna lie. He's also he's also pleasantly hairy. Now, before you judge me about what I just said, <laughs> next time you watch a video of Kevin talking about stuff, just notice his sort of downy. He has kind of a downy fur to him, to his arms, <laughs> his neck coming up here out of his chest a little bit. He's kind of a downy, furry man, and I think it's yeah, fine. I like I mean, that you chose the phrase pleasantly hairy. Yeah, he's pleasantly hairy. He doesn't go too far. You don't feel like you're going to be lost in the weeds. No. Is that that guy that always smokes cigars in movies? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, he's in like Alien Resurrection, I think. Mm, wait, he's got, who? he's got like hair like when he wears oh, a tank top. Like, oh, uh, 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 Ron Perlman, you're talking about? Yeah, right? no, oh, not Ron. Ron. Although I'm sure he's a hairy man. Yeah. yeah, let me see. Cast of Alien Resurrection. Oh my gosh, Alien yeah, Resurrection. Ron Perlman cast. was in. In resurrection. He was in that, wasn't he? 
in Resurrection? Yeah. 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 Ron Perlman uh, was. He died I terribly. The Predator last night. Nothing wrong with that. Or the new one or the old one? The new and one. How was Dan it? Dan Hidea. Do you know who that is? Dan, Dan Hidea. Dan Hidea. He's in the Usual Suspects. Most known for Usual Suspects. He was Mel Horowitz in Clue. He was in Blood Simple. Is that a Coen Brothers That's movie? a Coen Brothers I'm movie. Just look at it. That's the Coen Brothers' first oh, film. Oh, I know who you're talking Yeah, this guy. Dan Hidea. That oh, guy, oh that's the guy. He's the, he's the Tortellis. He's Nick Tortelli from Cheers. That's yeah. who that is. Yeah, he looks he's... like if Al from Quantum Leap joined the mob. <laughs> he is not what I would refer to as pleasantly hairy, though. He is unpleasantly hairy. Oh, you okay. haven't seen this man in a... Oh, okay. <laughs> he is very say, You haven't seen this man in a tank top. You change your opinion. Yeah, it's bad. Nobody wants that guy. He, yeah, he no, did, he had that like, brief. He was briefly in the spinoff of Chairs called the Tortellis. People don't remember this, but he was oh. he was Nick Tortelli. He was married to Carla before he left uh, left her for the blonde lady, and then uh, they had this show for like four episodes, and it wasn't good. But I always liked him, and he's also really good in the Adams Family movie. That guy. If anyway. you want to see a quality spinoff show. May I recommend the Happy Days animated TV show? Oh, what? That's a thing that exists? Uh-huh. Shut they up. Did a, they did an animated Happy Days spinoff complete with the voice cast and everything. What? And I think they had a magical dog. Uh, that sounds a lot like what like Star Trek tried that. Uh, oh, there is it is. Fawns and the Happy Days gang. That's yeah, the name that's of it. it. Do you want to hear the opening? We have yes, to do this. It's okay. so good. All right, here you go. We've got it all together now, gang. The Fonz. His doggy name, Mr. Cool and the Good Group. One flaky time machine and a future chick named a cupcake. A future chick. His dog's called Mr. Cool. And then there's a future chick named Cupcake. That's really bad. I, I see I see TMS sound clips in the future. <laughs> oh my from. gosh, that's bad. I gotta I gotta track that down. I didn't even know it existed. I think it's free on YouTube. I think you can actually just watch it. All right, I'm gonna do that. I know there was a Dukes of Hazard cartoon back in the day that I was really into, but I did not know Happy Days uh, made a foray into that. But having an alien and a freaking talking dog, what are you doing? It's been, ugh. You thought they jumped the shark on the show. I got news for you. It was the cartoon. Yeah, they really had happened. plenty of other things to jump. Yeah, that's terrible. All right. Well, that was a fun little foray oh, into things. No, we like Kevin, and we like that he's pleasantly yeah, hairy. We like that he's pleasantly hairy. And I would make if I had a band, if I was going to make a band, I'd name it Pleasantly Hairy. It's a pretty good band name. And we will call him the Mr. Cool of the Heroes. Day. Sure. Why not? Mr. Cool, Pleasantly Hairy. Always here for you. Uh, also, check this out. There's some other goodies. Uh, you got uh, 6.5 banners. You got Alarak of the Storm sprays. You got Diva Confirmed spray. Some sprays, baby. That uh, spray's really funny. It's yeah. very inside baseball, but it's very funny. They did mention, I saw it on Twitter's where I saw it, but I'm sure it showed up somewhere else. But uh, Wonder William, the mount that everybody's, for whatever reason, likes, and I can't really stand for some reason. But anyway, Wonder William is here till the end of December. It's how he trots. A freaking stuck up, freaking butthole. I hate him. I don't like him. He doesn't have time to waste on people who just have negative things to say. I guess. He's got he's got objectives to get to. I guess not. I guess so. Uh by the way, this also means no role no new role system. So we're still stuck with warrior support assassins and uh specialists. 
for now. But of note, I logged in today to try the XP boost, yeah. and only certain there was a demand only for warriors. However, the tanks were only listed with the boost, not the bruisers. Mm. So even though the role system is not quite in, in terms of UI, this Call of the Nexus, I believe, is operating under the new system. I believe. Interesting. Played two games. Okay. They're in transition is what you're saying. Yep. So I queued up as a tank because they were in high demand. Guess what my first match looked like? Mm. Three tanks on either team. Six oh, tank. Really? <laughs> the team fights lasted forever. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want that. There there yeah. might be some kinks that need to be worked out of the system. Well, <laughs> just maybe I got the key right away. It's just like just maybe hold that match for a little bit. And if there's no one around, then let's do the six tank match. But, yeah. Yeah. Lord Shaper yeah. in the chat says I'm being goatist, by the way, about William. I mean, you have very strong opinions about anybody that has that pompous attitude. Yeah, I don't like it. And I don't trust he it. He is the visual representation of the voice I do for Diantalis, which I do simply because I know it bothers. Oh, me. it eats my whole. It eats my liver. Like I hate it so bad. Not that I, I love that you do it character wise. Like I actually really like the dynamic, but but my character hates it. And in real life, if I meet someone who's actually like that, I want to push a meatball up their nostril. I hate them. <laughs> Just want to go. That's why I have to get you audio of this character in WoW. It <clears throat> okay. will cement your hatred of male blood elves for oh, I, life. I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's the guy who goes, is it hot in here or is it just me? Yeah, that oh, guy. Wait, it's me. It's me. Yeah, I want to kill him. And I only and when you say that, I picture him in one of those like draped uh room the the places in Silver Moon or not Silver Moon. Yeah, Silver Moon. No, not Silver Moon. What's their city? It's, sil it's Silver Moon. Silver Moon. <laughs> Sorry, but like one of those bedroomy things with the like the pillows and stuff just laying around with like grapes and like freaking hedonism bot. That's what I picture is him saying it there. Anyway. Oh, somebody's playing. Oh, you got Crusader Dave to go play that freaking uh, uh, chess game, and he lost by uh, lost to the level one bot again. So yeah, don't, that, that level one bot man, it don't mess around. You got to get schooled before you can step into the arena versus the computer yeah, in that game. That's pretty. It's good. not like Heroes AI or even League of Legends AI. This this will actually wreck you just because it actually is smarter than you at the game. Yeah. Uh. Well. All right then. Let's see what else we got going on. Oh, uh, the, the, the Stitches rework video happened. So our resident Stitches lover, uh, John Jagger, will now tell me if he thinks the rework looks okay or not. And we, we can go through these bit by bit. But what do you think of it overall? I think overall it's good. Um, there is one thing that it might even be a good decision, but it's just the kind of thing that like it's like walking into an immaculate room but the dog has taken a little poop on the floor mm. and you have this entire room that looks fine, but you can only look at the little poop because <laughs> they have shortened stitches hook range. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure to people who don't like stitches, you're going, all right. Yeah, it's about time. Good. Yeah. Anybody who plays stitches, that's the worst thing you could have been told. Mm. Like, that was a uh, a knife through the heart. And I had to watch the video twice because I heard the range has been reduced. And that's like my ears just rang for the rest of the video. And then I had to go back and say, well, what else are they doing? Right. That's um, a big one. It looks like there is cool stuff in there. I am super bummed about that. 
as somebody who already takes fishing hook almost all the time because I want the longest hook I can get. Well, yeah, and there's a fun there's a fun in that, right? Like the, yeah. there's a funness to to you hooking somebody from way far and create some real moments in the game, like really intense stuff. But uh, that's a pretty massive reduction. Uh, um, but it, overall, it was good. The the vile gas trait, which used to be if he got hit, he'd put out a little fart. And yeah. if that hit you, it would, do, it would do some damage. It's now if he hits you, he applies it kind of like Lunara applies her poisons. Oh, right. Which makes a lot more sense. It makes him a little more effective at spreading it uh, as opposed to just kind of hanging back, just farting every time he gets punched. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seems that seems really good. They've baked the slow into the slam, which makes slam more interesting rather than just, well, I just cast slam whenever I want to do something. Um, so that's going to be uh, interesting to see as well. Um, and then the video also focused a lot on the level 20 talent shambling horror, mm. uh, where it gives him a passive that his movement can't be reduced below a hundred percent, which is, really freaking cool to just imagine people trying to slow him and he's just and just walks through all of it well one new space in the in the talent talents we have like abilities like Mm -hmm. it's makes it interesting says here at the end of the video that the uh the update is is meant to do the following things increase enemy interaction so closer quarters all that stuff uh with both the vile gas transfer as well as shorter hook and all that embrace abomination fantasy there's yeah. you know some of that going on For anybody that was like <laughs> man you know what i wish i could be an abomination <laughs> yeah basically. like a bunch of people all sewn together with a big gaping maw in my belly yep. that's my that dingles my jollies yeah dingle your jollies is the aim here and then level up talent tree um was a big focus for them they say here so there you go. Stitches. My one criticism. I, I'm not heartbroken about the hook range like John is because I feel like they're going to add new things, mm-hmm. which remain to be seen. But I am kind of I kind of liked it more when they hit you. You you farted out. I think that's more the champ because that's because you're you're, you're that you like. that's the fantasy. I'm, I'm 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 a stitched together pile of puke. Yeah. And body parts like so when people hit me, they should they should fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get over it. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Uh, okay. We'll all, all right. be okay. Yeah, we'll all be all right in the end. Uh, anyway, so there you go. That stuff happened, and uh, you can go watch the video. They put it up. It's got Kevin in it with his beautiful, soft, downy arms. Uh, balance changes with today's patch as well. Urel got a big one, according to Bo. Uh, Marad's insight. He's dead, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> that's a spoiler for anybody who hasn't played Warlords of Draenor. Anyway, uh, he's double dead. <clears throat> yeah, he's he double in dead. Two worlds. That's true. I'd really like him to show up in Heroes, though. I don't know under what auspice he would be, but he brought my big hammer. <laughs> I like him a lot. Anyway, uh, he, he Marad's insight, which is a passive at level one, now only applies the buff when hitting an enemy hero with a basic ability. And you say no. Why do you not like that, Bo? Um, so <laughs> I highlighted this top because last week we did a show about tier lists. Mm-hmm. And top on the warrior list was uh, Yirel. And I'm not clear on how much of a must pick this is. It felt like a must pick for her. Yeah. And the way it kind of works is, well, I mean, it says it here, but like you, you would, you know how she charges up her abilities? Mm-hmm. Well, this talent made it so that you could just not charge it up, like just shoot your ability and then auto attack a minion 
and get about a, a level one 150 healing. So if you and all of your abilities are in short cooldown, so if you Q W E and get three hit 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 on minions, it's kind of the equivalent of like a Rhaegar heal or, or something like you get about 450 healing, which is a huge part of her sustain, you know. And now that it's heroes only. It means you can't run back to safety under your towers and farm up some healing so you don't have to tap your well and you don't have to you're saving your healer from having to heal you because you can heal yourself pretty reliably. It's a pretty big change to her. It's so big that she might drop out of, of that tier list. So fair warning to everybody. This might do it. This is pretty big. I, I don't I haven't studied enough of what but what the high tier players are playing if the other two talent picks on there. But my sense is that this is the one to pick. Whenever I take this talent, my games go a lot better at, ver at the very least from personal experience. So, yeah. We know you don't like it when people touch your blue goat. We get it. Yeah, I know. Uh, please don't touch my blue goat. Yeah. And please don't touch my white goat. Mm -hmm. That's Wonder Will William. Yeah, Wonder oh, William. Uh, blue goat but yeah this is this is big so remains to be seen if this really will have an impact because i tested the other one then this next one out and i'm pretty sure we're okay here but yeah this is kind of big there's also uh so. oh sorry john are you gonna say something no oh i thought i heard a noise that sounded like you wanted to say something maybe i think you just went meh just <laughs> <laughs> Eking my sickness into the microphone <laughs> for all to hear. Just you're, you're like you're like post rework stitches or pre rework stitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have a longer. I moved chain. and a little fart came out. Yeah, that's how he does. Uh, Blaze bunker drop, which is one of his ultimates. Allies now have to channel in there. A half a second is what it's going to take. That's fine, but you, as no, Bo points out, you it's could fine. Do some, some so I became a good Blaze this week. Yeah. Remember how I was saying I suck so much on Blaze? Mm -hmm. I figured out what I was doing wrong. I was taking combustion. Oh. Bunker's insane. Even with the extra cooldown. <laughs> I started winning games. <laughs> Even if they were going bad. Um, a lot of Orpheus out there in your quick match games. Because I haven't really been playing ranked this season mm -hmm. at all. I haven't played it at all this season. Mm -hmm. um, so but so you, you games can kind of be going badly. And then towards the late game you can just bait out the orphea wombo and just bunker into it i was worried now he channels so two things to note your timing is going to be a little different because there's a half second channel and also um you could potentially be stunned out of it i assume because mm. it's a channel it didn't happen to me i don't think anyone i was playing with was fast enough or it's the first day of the change today so maybe it's not a thing yet but mm. That it, it that might be a drawback to say, ooh, bunker's pretty pretty bad. We're getting stunned out of it. Or it might be nothing burger. And I'm hoping it's nothing burger. So yeah. keep keep studying your blaze. He's a top tank for a reason. Okay. That's good. By the way, all bunker's I heard great. all I heard was bait and Orphea. Now I feel uncomfortable. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Let's move on to her. Orphea. Basic attacks increase from eighty to eighty-eight. Q damage bump from one fifty to fifteen. Bumped up one fifty to fifteen. Crushing jaws. Oh. Wait, is that right? That's what it Q says. Damage bump. I, I'm missing a number in there. Let's must go be 150 story. something, right? Yeah, like 155. Maybe yeah, yeah, or yeah. Something. It's not a the huge Q damage was bumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. I thought they were gonna nerf her. Bumped all the way up from 150. Uh, they, they nerfed <laughs> one specific thing yeah. and then uh, buffed the rest. Yeah, crushing jaws got a cooldown buff. Uh, increased from or no, I'm sorry, that's not a buff. Uh, that's, that's a nerf. A, that's a nerf. Because, yeah, yeah, 50 to 70. So 70 seconds on that. Uh, level one Q talent and on point. Now has increased tip damage. 
just the tip. Mm-hmm. Again, I, you know, you talk about Orphea and you just, the stuff's not good. Anyway, uh, 50 to 75%. Sweet Q build buff is what Bo says. And I agree. Yeah. Touch them with the tip. Yeah. Get them with just the tip. 75% better. <laughs> I usually only tip 15%. Because, but... because you're sick, John. The way that you said that just sounded really. Touch them with the tip. Very <laughs> greasy. Very greasy. Yeah, I like that. You know, I say greasy now when people are creepy because I learned that from uh, Trailer Park Boys. That's how I talk about creepy people now as i call them greasy there's no way anyone's going to misinterpret when you call someone greasy what it means because greasy is just gross yeah it's just like oh dude that is a greasy plan you got going there i really like it i've I've added it to my nomenclature everybody seems so shocked i'm just describing what it does touch them with the tip it does 75 percent damage yeah yeah totally you're just reading what's on the page yeah Yes. have you seen what it looks like when you when you press q but before you lock it yeah it looks like a wiener yeah, it's it's a it's a it it's a like weird should be sweeping the floor with it. Yeah, it's her ten, it's her epine, man, right out there. I was I said that when we were in uh, I may have not said it on the stream, but when we were in uh, BlizzCon doing our thing, immediately my first thought was that's a penis right there. <laughs> I mean, it totally that is. Right there, yeah, that's a penis right there. That's a Heroes, penis. It's all about shapes. Uh, also, she is getting a level sixteen lurking talent. Uh, ter- sorry, at level sixteen, she has lurking ter- terror. That talent uh, on a hotkey, i.e. remote chomp, now shares a cooldown with chomp, which is on the W, targeting wombo output. So that's interesting, I guess. Yes. Well, you know, when you toilet, if you get this talent, you can make the chomp come out of the toilet. Oh. Right? So, so, and it didn't share a cooldown with your regular W, so you get never, chomp, yeah. toilet. So what you do is toilet, chomp, then remote chomp, and then do all the other stuff and do a bunch of damage. So they took away the option to double chomp basically in your wombo well that's you, you pick a remote chomp yeah. or a close chomp that's a bummer for people they're not gonna love that whatever abather got some I've, changes oh sorry john Go. i was just gonna say i feel like it works the way you would think it would work now but yeah people are gonna be sad yeah well they always are no matter what you do abather level one regenerative regenerative microbes healing has been nerfed 62 to 60 or 262 from 68 so there's a bit of a drop there developers say this this talent is causing issues at the pro level of play we are talking or sorry taking a look at abathur to see what improvements can be made but wanted to get this change out sooner rather than later while we iterate on him wonder if that means full rework at some point it means it's going away hint hint Mm. yeah enjoy it while it lasts play regenerative microbes while you can because this is toxic gameplay. That is kind of their their language for that, isn't it? Or what if they doubled down on it and just got rid of his mind? They they maybe could be. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My daughter's what if they get rid of his hat too and his ability to clone? What if and they the deleted Abathur? No, I like Abathur. He's cool. He I just want it. Out. He just don't want him to do it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Abathur is cool. I just don't want him to. Yeah, I don't want him to do it. Just make everyone <laughs> give somebody else an Abathur skin. Then we're good. We're all set. Um, oh my gosh, that clip that Wicked Kitten just put in the chat is horrific. People shouldn't listen to it. Powerful snake venom. Yeah, it's the thing I said on TMS once that was just really embarrassing. Oh, well, I, why did she post? I, it? I don't. It I fun. don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it exists. And and Brian Ibbett's reaction is great. And I recommend watching it. But it just I'm embarrassed because of what I said. I said something terrible without meaning to. Anyway, moving on. Uh, who we got now? Deckard Kane. Let's talk about him. Healing potion Q cooldown increased from three to four seconds. Healing increased twenty nineteen to two forty or two nineteen to two forty. 
watch the clip. Did Scotty. you watch the Sorry. clip? I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have derailed, and I apologize that I didn't watch the clip. I'm gonna play it for now. Now people need to. No, hear no, it. you don't have to play. No, no, it's private. Guys. It's fine. It's not private. It's public. Actually, husband <laughs> lean. Right. So I was doing this story, and this is what happened. The the core audience will enjoy it. Here you go. Uh, on that weekend, her husband leaned, uh, learned that the hard way, became, uh, sorry, and because the snake's head was no longer connected to the body, when it bit him, uh, it did not get, oh, it discharged the full load of its semen at one, its semen. <laughs> I can't do shows anymore. I'm, I, I can't podcast, take away my awards, have all my awards back. I'm not, I'm not, it's really embarrassing. It was not the word was not even close to the word semen, and still I said it. I mean, it's fine. People have said way worse things than that. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. It's pretty funny. You don't, you don't feel that bad. Yeah, semen. Uh, what else? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so this change to Deckard is okay for me because uh, while I'm not happy about the increased cooldown because I don't love uh, Q is already too long in my opinion. Uh, but 219 to 240 is a very nice healing bump, so I am personally pleased about that. That's fine. And also Stukov, they're finally giving him a little love back. They increased my lurking arm range from 10 to 11. It's not a lot, but it's giving me back a little bit what they took away uh, when they took away my range increaser thing. Yeah, they yeah. heard you. Yeah. They, they heard your need for an arm that lurks further. Yes. And this is standard arm lurking. This isn't just a talent. This is like always longer. Yep. So yep. Baseline. I'm in. I'm in on that. Uh, Taronda, all level one talents swapped with level seven talents. The hell is that about? <laughs> so that was a weird one to read. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Why? What's that? But it about? makes sense when you read their reasoning. Well, they said here the comments. It's to push back her cleanse mechanic a bit further into the game. I get it, but all the talents get bumped. Well, I guess I guess those talents are balanced against each other per per tier, aren't they? Yeah, I think her talents are like this is the healing tier, so it's all yeah. the healing. One, so they all got to move. Right. I haven't played Toronto since we reworked. Like, this whole magic that she's a healer now and does great is still a mystery to me. I haven't touched her yeah. since her rework. So I, I was really lost reading this, and I was like, I'm glad they put the comments in there because I'm like, oh, cleanse at 7. I get it. Mm. Uh, most cleanses come at 7, so okay. At, at what level does she yell husband? Should you ever do that? All levels. Uh, 9,000. Every level. <laughs> Depends on how tied up into a bush her husband is, which is yeah, all, all levels. Uh, Malganus Cry, basic attack nerf from 105 to 100. Felclaw's Q, uh, which is Q, cooled, uh, sorry, cooldown increased from 8 to 9 seconds. Carrion Swarm, which is his R, damage reduced from 66 to 63 per tick. And level 7 talent, Will of Tychondrius, uh, which is a Q lifesteal reduced from 4% to 3%. People are not happy about that. Where are you, John? You, you like Malganus? Look what they're doing! All your all your favorite warriors. What's going on over there? I know this is a bunch of crap. He might have been <laughs> OP, but he was my OP. Yeah, did you and... hear? Uh, Artanis is not going to have swap anymore. Did you hear about that? Just kidding. That's not happening. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> don't, don't say things we can't take back. Yeah. No, it's fine. I really like Will of Tychondrius. I was a big proponent of taking it. I probably still would be. Um, it was really nice to take him into heavy tank comps because it is a very early uh, kind of tank buster ability to have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a cool place for him, but apparently they disagree. So, 
All right. Well, here's a nerf we're all going to be happy about. They removed Hanzo from the game. Just kidding. Oh, finally. He's still in it, but uh, his basic attack damage has been increased, but his level 7 talent provides CDR to his W, which is Scatter Arrow. Now only gives it when hitting enemy heroes with a basic attack. The down low on that is he can't turbo camp clear anymore. That's it. No more level four freaking where's where's where is he? Oh, he's clearing well, everyone's camps. So so level four, he still gets the damage boost. It's what really puts him over the top was he could the CDR giving two point five seconds cooldown reduction means the pattern is this scatter arrow, auto attack, auto attack, scatter arrow, auto attack, auto attack, scatter arrow. Like it was so quick. Mm-hmm. And people got like I. They had a few games where I just tur- like I turboed the uh, immortal. If you angle it right, it's incredible. Yeah. So I think that was toxic, and it's a good change. Yeah, I think so too. He bugs me still. Excuse me, his brother, who's also a dick, Genji. His basic attack range is five point five, or was point five point five. It is now four. <gasps> 4.5 stars. I just about sucked my whole microphone in on that hiccup. I don't know why I have hiccups. I shouldn't have hiccups. <coughs> All right. Someone is thinking about you. Good gosh. Is that what that means? Is that the old, the old that wives' tale? That was the folk tale I was told. I was going to say, that someone is thinking about you. All of a sudden. Someone is thinking about you, and when you think of who it is, you will stop. Okay, I'm thinking Kyle Ferguson was thinking of me. Oh, nice. So if you hiccup, it wasn't him. I just looked in the chat and he was in there. So that's why I picked his name. Maybe he was thinking well, of you. not hiccuping. So maybe it was him. Because he typed yeah. Ticonra duh. That's what he wrote. Which is pretty funny. No, he, he typed Taronda. Oh, Taronda. A lot of letters. Oh, Taronda. I thought it was Ticondra duh. Ticondria. Taronda, I'm leaving you for Ticondria. I'm sorrying. All right, it was definitely Kyle that was thinking of you, though. Yeah, Yeah. Kyle Ferguson. No more hiccups. That or you scared yourself as bad as you scared us by attacking your microphone with sound. Usually when I see him in here this late in the show, it usually is like a sign that we're going long and he wants to play. That's usually what it feels like when I see him. I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Kyle. We're hurry. We're getting there, buddy. Uh, All right. Kerrigan uh, had a thing happen. She uh, her basic attack impaling blade, psionic pulse and damage reduced slightly. Mana cost went up. Small numbers of tweaks to various talents that skew stuff a little bit on her buffs, but she is there and still cool and fine. Don't worry too much about Kerrigan. She's fine. Very small tweaks to Alarak, Nova, Asmodan, Anna, and White Mane on us, rather. That's a big bunch of changes. That's a big patch. Go check it all out on the heroesofthestorm.com website if you want to learn more. And by the way, if you think that you would like a little Dungeons and Dragons in your life, this was the other show that all these kids at this student place, way more of them had heard of that. So I throw that up on the board, and I hear a whole group of them go, dude, no way I listened to that show. I'm like, well, what, what was your first clue that I was the – I couldn't believe they didn't know I was the guy until like halfway through my talk. But anyway, a whole bunch of them are listening to There Will Be Dungeons. It's a you, show we do uh, – sorry, what? Uh, you're probably being a normal human being and not Nash Maggard. You didn't come out and go, what are you looking at? I don't trust you. My penis is a plant for some reason. Take Man, a picture. Know. It'll last longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do any of that, but I did encourage those who hadn't heard of it because they were all really into Critical Role and they were all talking about the future of, of that kind of content. And uh, anyway, TB, TWBD getting some good some good love there in that class. And so a reminder to you folks at home, you want to listen to a good D&D podcast with me, John, Kyle, uh, Bo, who's our DM, Kristen, all playing, having a ball. Check it out on the weekends. You can find details at therewillbedungeons.com, showtimes, 
podcast links, YouTube archives, all that stuff will uh, right there for you. So go check it out. All right. I think I do an email now. This right here is an email. This is from somebody named Dead Center. Uh, he wrote in, real name Robert. Uh, he says this, Hello, long time, first time, huge fan. The TLDR is, I think Heroes needs an AI mode that starts out super easy, and as your win rate goes up, so does your difficulty. Until it either A, automatically puts you in a cute quick match, or B, tells you in big letters, congrats, you are ready for quick match. Uh, he talks about how the, some of the stuff he does in uh, other games do that, and he thinks that would be really cool, like go to QM. I guess it wouldn't force you. You could stay in AI if you wanted to. But what do you guys think of that idea? It's just a basic concept of, you know, have AI be more of a ramp up and a graduation process and make you feel better about you entering the fray of competitive gameplay. I mean, I know for me, my big thing, like my rallying drum that I'm going to beat until it happens, like when I was on about loot, crates uh is i think heroes needs a single player mode i think it needs something that tells blizzard fans of all the games come check out this game you know this is where all those heroes you love are come check it out play it don't worry about other people being buttheads we got something for you and then when people realize how much they like playing it then they get into the other modes so i'm up for anything they want to do to enhance either AI as far as how it plays, because I think it would also need to be better AI than what they have now, um, or just single-player modes altogether, because it does generate interest in the game. Mm. Bo, you concur? Disagree? Otherwise, mm, feel different? Yeah, I agree. Mm. All right. Well, we're all in agreement, then. I think they could do well to to add a better uh, a better ramp for people, whatever that may be. And maybe it's as simple as this AI ad- idea, or it's taking it further into a more single-player focused mode that is a little bit more curated but yes we would also like to see that thank you for your email robert and if you would like to send your own emails into the show it's damned simple core at heroesforyou.com or if you go to heroesforyou.com there's a contact link on the page that'll do it as well Uh, please send them in we love getting them they're great it's going to do it for the show a reminder we are funded entirely by you the listener if you value the content we create head on over to our patreon patreon.com slash core show and show us a little love. And to those who already have, we love you already. We'll love those more if they also join and uh, join in. Imagine a buck. Just a buck, man. Just the great content you get from the show for a buck is just insane. Uh, so go check that out. If you go to a little higher tier, you can get a little Dear Martha letter in the mail every month. Mm, in the mail. It's I pretty- got a right one. Oh, yeah. We got a new We got a new one coming up. That's true. Yeah. Heroesforyou.com is that website. Go there, be there, be a part of it. You can find us all on Twitter. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. John is at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. And you can find the show at Core Heroes. That is going to do it for the show today. We're going to play some games. Oh, I got one this. more thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead. One, just, just to vibe off the Patreon thing, I just want to thank everyone personally for their support of the show who I've supported. Yeah. It does make a big difference in my life. And I don't think I say it enough, so I'm saying it now. Thank you. Yeah. It's a huge difference for all of us. It, it really matters. And it also makes us want to make great stuff for you guys. So we hope you enjoy our discussions and we prepare for this stuff and we think a lot about this stuff all week and we just want you to know how much it matters. And Hopefully that shows. And if it does, consider helping us out. All right. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bon, bon for Bon, for Bon mm-hmm. and Joe. James Bond was here and he did a good <laughs> job. For Bo, Bo, I can't talk. For Bo, John, and myself, uh, stick around and watch this play some games. 
and we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.